Good morning, everybody. Welcome to 613 Sports. This is your boy, Carp and Vanny, coming to you with the drive-in from Vanny, talking everything sports from the night before. And let's get started. All right, so on the agenda today, uh, today marks the day one of uh, where teams can start uh, giving offer sheets in the NHL to unrestricted free agents. Um, oh, sorry, restricted free agents. Sorry about that. Um, and there's a few on the list that uh, I think the Sens should go, could potentially go for. Um, there's a few that uh, will be making some um, some splashes in the NHL. Um, we're also going to review uh, yesterday's questionable um, Hall of Fame inductees into the ho NHL Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, and uh, feel like a broken record, but we're going to talk about the record that happened in Major League Baseball yesterday. All right, so let's get started with uh, the Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, so yesterday the inductees were announced. Um, I made a uh, slight uh, mention about it in my podcast yesterday with my predictions. Um, and the voting committee came out with a list that questionable, uh, to say the least. I mean, two of which I knew, everyone knew were going to go in based off the list as uh, Sergei Zuboff and uh, Haley Wickenizer. So let's start with those two there. Um, Haley Weckenizer, that is uh, enough said with that. There's not, you can go off for, for a long time talking about Haley Weckenizer with the accomplishments that she's been able to do. Uh, pioneering hockey in, female hockey in Canada and around the world. Uh, playing at a, at a Division One men's league team in Europe uh, when she was done with her, uh, or near the end of her hockey career. Um, and is also the most decorated women's hockey player of all time. Um, so, that being said, Haley Wickenizer was a shoe-in once she became eligible to uh, enter the, the Hall of Fame. Um, it was just counting down the days until she would get the call. Um, which, ironically, she missed the call, in fact, because she was taking her medical exams. Um, and if she had taken the call from the Hockey Hall of Fame, which is a once-in-a-lifetime thing, um, she would have failed her medical degree exams, which, again, worked very hard to do. So uh, she turned off her phone and completely missed the call from the Hall of Fame committee. But good for her. Um, great ambassador to the sport of, uh, of hockey in Canada for the women's side. Um, very, very well accomplished, as I mentioned. Um, and the most decorated women's hockey player of all time. Um, so that was a walk in the park for them to decide that she would go in. Uh, Sergei Zuboff is the other one that hands down was on the list of uh, going into the Hall of Fame. It was going to be a very, very big surprise if he didn't this year. Um, arguably one of the best offensive defensemen in the NHL. Um, Honestly, I honestly think he is the best offensive defenseman of all time in the NHL. He is a very, very, very good defenseman, or was a very good defenseman throughout his entire career, um, and made a very good career of it too, um, winning a few Stanley Cups in his in his time with Dallas, um, and very well decorated with a couple Norris trophies as well. Um, so that was a shoe in to get into the the Hall of Fame. That was another one that was just biding his time to get in. He was going to walk in there this year because the 
class was not that uh, was not the strongest, and it was obvious that he was going to get into the Hall of Fame with this one. Now, the two that uh, I find were questionable for the Hall of Fame inductions were uh, Nitomansky and Guy Carboneau. Um, Nitomansky did do a did make a good career out of uh, out of his time in the NHL. Um, that one there, I'm not a huge, huge surprise about when I heard the name. Um, it did come a little bit out of left field for me, out of right field for me. Um, nothing very, uh, a very good career, very, very special career, uh, all in all. Um, however, the, uh, however, it did not surprise me as much as Guy Carboneau. Guy Carboneau is one that uh, played in the high-powered 70s where scoring goals were at record paces every single year by so many players in the NHL. Um, you're at a time with Wayne Gretzky, with Mario Lemieux, with all these guys. Not only that, but he played on a Montreal Canadiens team that were stacked. A stacked Montreal Canadiens team. And he did not perform the, at the same level. He is a .5 points a game player. Not even a point a game player. Um, and they overlooked that a guy that is only, that is a point of play a game player that has been a captain in the NHL that has won a rookie of the year that is a 10-time All-Star and in Daniel Alfredson. Like I'm I'm sorry, but Geek Carbono should not be in the uh, Hall of Fame. He is not a Hall of Famer. He's never shown to be a Hall of Famer. He is a lifetime third line player with a .5 goals a game, uh, points a game player. Yes, he is one of the best offensive de uh, defensive forwards there is in the, that the game has ever seen. Um, he draws a lot of compa uh, comparisons with uh, the uh, with current day players as uh, Bergeron or Masha, but without the scoring ability. So why on earth is he in the Hall of Fame? That, 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 is, that is beyond me. Like Montreal doesn't need any more players in the Hockey Hall of Fame. This year was supposed to be the first year an Ottawa Senator, a modern day Ottawa Senator, was to go to the Hall. And Daniel Alfredson got fucking robbed of this year's Hall of Fame. Um, I have to take a look at next year's uh, induction list and who's eligible. But that could, that could fuck Daniel Alfredson up with his eligibility that this should have been his year to be to get the call to the hall and he got fucking robbed you're picking a guy who is a 0.5 points a game not just goals if it was 0.5 goals a game okay cool that's one thing but 0.5 points a game to be getting the call to the hall of fame when you have a guy when you have two guys in the list in Theo Fleury and Daniel Alfredson that do not make the Hall of Fame, and you decide to go with Nitomansky and um, and Carbono. That, from what I saw in the top ten uh, discussions, in m many, many, many reports, weren't even on the list. Not even. You've got Curtis Joseph that deserves to be in there more so than both Guy Carbono and um, Nitomansky, um, and. Being one of the most loved goalies in Toronto, I was expecting him at least to be a, have gone in. Um, you've got Theo Fleury that pretty much put Calgary on the map for in terms of hockey, 
And then you've got Daniel Alfredson that did the same thing for Ottawa. So why the fuck is Guy Carbono in? You've got three guys that got snubbed this year and robbed of the call because you decide to put a guy that is a .5 points a game player and a great defender? No, that's bullshit. That's bullshit all the way. I'm so pissed. And the fact that the NHL Hall of Fame regulations state that um, the Hall of Fame committee does not need to divulge who they voted for or why they voted for certain players um, on who voted for who is bullshit. Every other league, the, the writers come out and say, I voted for this guy. I voted for this guy because of this. Not in the NHL, and I think that needs to change because this is bullshit. There's no reason why Alfredson, Theo Fleury, and Cujo, all three of those guys, got overlooked for a guy for Geek Carbonell and Nidamansky. Nidamansky, I, I can I can agree with in certain certain respects, but Carbonell, not one bit. Today also marks the uh, the day that um, teams can negotiate with restricted free agents in the NHL in preparation for the July 1st free agent frenzy. Um, and we have a very, very, very powerful RFA class this year. Um, and I'm not going to be surprised if uh, we see on July 1st that some offer sheets get offered uh, to teams. Um, but probably not to the teams that you're thinking, to the players that you're thinking of. Um, one of the big uh, names that is in the in talks of getting an offer sheet is Mitch Marner from Toronto. I don't, as much as everyone is going off about him getting offer sheets and everything like that, and be ready for it. I don't think we're going to see very many offer sheets to Mitch Marner, uh, for the simple reason as that he is going to get a contract close to. Uh, Austin Matthews um, and you're looking at a 9, 10, 11 million dollar range um, for those of you who don't know if a team gives an offer sheet to a restricted free agent uh, based off the salary that is signed uh, that team sa- sacrifices uh, X amount of draft picks and in the X ra- in certain rounds depending on the contract size so for Mitch Marner, if you if you make an offer sheet of nine in the nine to eleven million dollar range, which everyone is expecting him to get, you are sacrificing your next four first round picks, and they have to be your first round picks. They can't be, oh, I've got a first round for for Ottawa, for example. Oh, I've got a first round pick from San Jose next year. I'm gonna give you the first round pick of San. No, no, no. It is your first round picks that get sacrificed. So. Teams have to be very careful with when making offer sheets to certain players. Mitch Marner is not going to get an offer sheet. You, you're going to see Mitch Marner get an offer sheet to teams like uh, like Winnipeg, like um, uh, San Jose maybe. Like they, Actually, San Jose can't even make an offer sheet with them. Um, so you're gonna, it, it's a very, very short list with who can make an offer sheet. So it is very limited to see... Um, what's going on and we and we're not going to know until July 1st if a team makes an offer sheet. All we're going to know is Toronto signs uh Mitch Marner. Um so we'll see what happens with that one there. 
that one's going to be the most uh, coveted and the most uh, reported uh, restricted free agent. There's a couple of others that uh, I personally am interested in, um, especially for Ottawa. Um, one of which is uh, Tyler Konecki um, of Philadelphia. Now, I have a feeling he's going to get re-signed by Philadelphia. That's going to be a lock with there, especially with the with the recent moves that they did um, in the uh, so far this offseason um, since the since the end of the NHL uh, playoffs. So it's going to be interesting to see what he gets. I'm going to say see say he gets between six and eight. Uh, but again, we're going to see what, what offer sheets come out his way because that's going to be a very interesting uh, interesting player to watch. I would love to see Konecki back here in Ottawa, um, being an old Ottawa 67s player. I think he would match in very well with the young guys uh, being in the league for the last three years. Um, so uh, that one there, I'm interested to, uh, I'm, I'm going to keep a close eye on. Uh, the other one is coming out of uh, Calgary with um, uh, Brady's brother Matthew uh, Kachuk um, that one there is going to be an interesting one as well um, I think Calgary is going to re-sign him um, and I've, I've, he's probably going to get between 8 and 9 uh, for per year for the, his contract um, I don't think he's going to leave Calgary I would like to see him in Ottawa just to have the Kachuk brothers together that would be very interesting to watch um, Matthew more of a uh, sniper and Brady more of a power forward. Um, I think Brady's better than Matthew personally um, in the style of play that he plays, um, especially once he starts to add some weight to him um, and stops falling down every time he drives the net. Uh, but again, that is going to be that. And the and yeah, so uh, it's going to be very interesting to see. Um, what happens in this sense here with uh, the unrestricted free agents uh, coming up for the NHL. Last on the list, um, I've got to touch on this because this is my sport um, and this was against my team and everything. So last night, the Yankees did it again. They hit another home run. They broke the record. It's now 28 straight days with a home run. Um, and thanks to DJ, DJ LeMay, who I'm not going to touch much on it because I've, I've spoken about it the last three days. Um, great job, Yankees. Um, I mean, you've bought those 28 days of home runs, um, and now you've lost Stanton again. Um, so, yeah. That's it for me, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, once again, this is uh, Carp from Vanier. Uh, follow me on at 613sports, where uh, the O is a zero and Z at the end. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day.